Well, I'm trying my best to uh, decide how to answer Steve, and I guess the best answer was I'll just do it and get it over with. So uh, that's, that is where we are. Um, it's um, kind of hard to find a place to start, but sad to tell you it's harder to find a place to stop. So, uh, you know, just brace yourself, and, and we'll see what happens. Um, I made announcements, I don't know, several years in a row, seemed like, well, I did, several years in a row. And obviously, I was always making mistakes, and I'll make mistakes today. My worst mistake is seeing a first name and putting another last name with it and that kind of thing. And I remember um, announcing that we had a um, some kind of a, I don't know if it's a wedding shower, a reception or something. It was Dale and somebody. But it came out Dale and Barb. So um, Dale and Barb been married several years. So uh, anyway, I had um, I had a fine song leader by the name of Forrest Hayward sitting back here, and he had the biggest chuckle laugh always. And so when he laughed, uh, he'd always say, wonder how he's going to get out of this one, because I'd get myself in a mess every time. And, and I could hear him say, let's see you get out of this one. And I said, well... I'm just checking to see if everybody's awake or something like that, you know. And got along fine till it ran into Dale, and he said, how's come you canceled it? said, we, we needed a few towels and washcloths and so on. <laughs> so he's the only one I had trouble with. So uh, anyway, uh, we hope this goes well. Um, I kind of think of um, Lindsey Crowell, the old man and the old message story. Um, and uh, like I say, we'll probably hit a mistake or two today. I'm, well, I know it well, so let's go. Uh, to start the story, start what I have to say. Um, Mom's sister, Dosha McGuire, and uh, Uncle Herman uh, both lost their eyesight just about age 70, about my age. And so as a result, we had, uh, we've been going to... Uh, Checkups for probably 10 years. I start with Aaron, wherever he is, and go from Aaron and go to Dr. Morgan uh, down in Huntington. And uh, so we go down and, and see that everything is checking okay. Um, I would go down, um, drive down myself, you know, get that uh, whatever kind of. Uh, Lights you guys use, I don't know, but they're powerful. And then put a little lens on the end of it, makes them worse. And so you can't see at all. So I go out and sit in the, in the lobby waiting room area there for, uh, you know, about an hour. And then I can see how to get to Bob Evans. I get to Bob Evans, I'm good for another hour, and then I can see how to drive home. So I can do that with the least interruption. So that, that was my normal procedure. Um, so we go to... Um, Dr. Morgan to, uh, well, I had my appointment. Right, let me say this to start with. My eyes are fine. I don't see any sad looks or anything like that. You know, I'm in good shape, and uh, we'll, let it, we'll go from there. Had an appointment in early January last year. <laughs> well, I didn't get the page turned in the calendar on time and missed that appointment. I read somewhere some doctor told me turning too many pages of the calendar will make you an old man. So I try not to turn a lot of pages on the calendar. So I missed that appointment. About the middle of January, um, get a letter, need to reschedule your appointment. 
Uh, it's scheduled for January 29th. I'm going to re basically read this so I don't get it confused. Rescheduled uh, January 29th at 8, 8 a.m. Well, I called because 8 a.m. wasn't a good time. See if I could get a later schedule. And he said, actually, we're making appointments right now the end of May and 1st of June. I was hoping he'd say in two or three weeks, I was going to say, okay, let's reschedule. So I thought, <clears throat> we better not go that far. The 29th came, and we had a major, we had predicted a major snowstorm. Schools, the buses turned around before they got home, before they got to school and that kind of stuff. So anyway, I was looking for ways to get out of it, but I went on anyhow. And, uh, and I'm glad I did, um, looking for a way. So when I got into the waiting room, um, I was about the only person there, actually, and that worked out good. Uh, everybody else had, uh, had canceled their appointments. And so Dr. Morgan examines me. Uh, then he had four other people to examine me. And uh, finally, uh, I got to hear some noise out there, people. <laughs> so anyway, so finally we do this little neon injection, and it lights you up. And they spent so many, so much time there. And so um, he said, um, um, "Do you have anything planned today?" And I said, "Yes, I'm going to Bob Evans." And he said, "Well, we might work on that a little bit." But he said, "You have something," and he called it rubiosis. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, it's a circulation problem and said that one eye, uh, circulation has stopped, and um, all the little arteries were forming new arteries in the back of my eye. Just your body has a way to try to take care of itself. So anyway, he says, we've got to get that stopped. Said, if not, said, you'll lose your eye. So I said, well, that's probably it's what we better do. So that day, we did laser surgery. Um, he, I guess he did. It's, stuck something in there and snap, 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 and I couldn't feel anything at all. And, and uh, But first I said I need to call to get away home and uh, because I won't be able to drive. So I called Mark, and his, my brother Kenny came up. I didn't tell Janet because uh, she was thinking about getting knees, and I didn't want to mess that up, but I got to tell you something about those knees. Uh, the last thing we talked about when we went down to see Dr. Marchin, and I asked, uh, I asked Dr. Marchin, I said, now after she gets these knees, will she be able to golf? And he said, well, certainly. And I said, well, she never could before. <laughs> and, when, and when I told that media, to, to a meeting we had, they said, maybe that's, what, maybe that's what's wrong with Jamie. I said... <laughs> He was out here. Uh, anyway, said, uh, maybe we need to send Jamie down to get new knees. So um, anyway, that's Dr. March and Jamie. So anyway, that's M-A-R. You got that? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we, uh, we got the, the laser done. They came and got me, took me home. Didn't want to tell too much. Didn't tell anybody else. Said, come back in two weeks, and uh, we'll try it again. So. So we go in two weeks, and we do the same thing. And he said, the growth has stopped. They're still there, but they're not, they're not growing. So we, we did the two-week deal, and, um, 
And then he said, let's come back in a couple weeks and we'll do some injections and see what goes there. And I know some of you people have eye injections and they're not fun. So uh, anyway, went back and he said, it's cleared up. Uh, the redness, the growth stopped, the arteries cleared up, the injections and all. And at this point, everything that comes back is a, is a good report. Um, like I say, I go to Aaron every so often, go to Dr. Morgan, do some eye drops, and my eyes are here. So um, you folks can make of that what you want. Um, you know, you can, you can not think of a guardian angel um, if you want to, but I do. Okay, didn't affect my vision. Um, uh, we, we do the injections and we, um, you know, don't have any problem with them. I do eye drops. Vision seems okay. Now, I asked him, I said, just suppose I would have gotten here when my normal appointment was. And he said, we'd have never found it. He said, it, it just wouldn't have been there. So I said, suppose I would have... He said, well, we would have scheduled you six months, come back in, and the six months been too late. Said, uh, said the eye would have had to been removed. Said you were within 10 days of losing your eye. Um, and by the way, the rest of you might want to check on your eyes along as it goes. Okay, I said, suppose that, that we would have done that May into May appointment and skipped it for now. And he said, obviously, it had been too late. So the only window we had was that little window that we had uh, that I got there. So um, no doubt that was right. Well, that's, that's I mentioned Dosha and Herman. I don't doubt a bit that's what they had. And uh, so mine happened to get checked. So God is good. We're going to try that one more time. <laughs> I know what's wrong. I haven't heard these kids scream this morning. All of you little kiddies, you're not going anywhere. They go over to Children's Bible Time, kind of stand up right there behind that chair, okay? And if you've ever been over to Children's Bible Time, stand up there. I want to see you. Stand up, stand up, stand up. I'll get Stephanie up here. Now, she can make you do it. Are we ready? God is good. All the time. Thank you. So if you have trouble finding something to be thankful for, uh, you just heard one of the good reasons right there. Okay, so then I got to thinking, um, you know, obviously Herman had trouble. He walked, he made him a white cane out of PVC pipe. Uh, he could kind of see that, and he always liked to follow me when we were in a crowd. I said, Herman, I don't understand why you want to get behind me. And uh, he said, just hush and keep walking, he'd say. So, you know, that's, uh, that's where we'd go. I know at uh, my, my uncle's funeral, you know, I thought how hard he tried to see uh, his brother. Um, went to Doshi right soon before she died, and, and I said, I need something to get me a birth certificate. You know, here at age 60, 70, I may need someone someday, and, and I did. And she brought this paper back and said, if you take this, you'll get you a birth certificate. It's got the address there. Well, the paper she gave me was a $10,000 certificate of deposit at the bank. I said, Doshi, I'll take this, but it's $10,000. She said, oh, no, that's the wrong paper. So <laughs> she, couldn't, she couldn't see that. So, uh, you know, that, that happened. <laughs> but I got to thinking what I did get to see, you know, 
mom and dad, uh, Lacey Creek, Wealth County, Salyersville, um, dad digging coal, um, mom gathering eggs and sending down to the store to trade for food, and all that, you know, means a lot. Um, we lived on the little, you know, the, uh, the cell phone service wasn't real good down there. Um, didn't have uh, um, just a lot of things, you see. The stores didn't have pop and potato chips. Um, didn't have any pizza shops. But we had a house that was always warm and always had food. And that was always important. I felt rich. Now, what you don't know is one day, I don't know, a few months ago, when Steve gives a lesson on some of the dates that, that have been detrimental kinds of dates in this country, and the first date he put up there was the day I was born. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Save one day. I was born the day after December 7th. Uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed on the 7th, and I was born on the 8th, so... If you have any history about you, you can figure the age right now. Um, there were eight, um, eight kids in the family. Um, Sunday on Christmas Day, we'll have 80 or 90 probably at Mark and Auden's for Christmas dinner. And all those are descendants of some of us eight. Mom and Dad's not here, of course. And so anyway, that's, that's been, uh, that's big. We moved to Allen Road just about a quarter mile short of where Steve and Serena live, right in the midst. I'm sure they were excited. Uh, here comes a gang of Kentuckians, uh, you know, moving in and, and probably no job. So that's where, that's where we were. Uh, they were uh, very receptive. You know, we, we learned that they were great people. From there, went on to high school, uh, got a diploma, taught school for 31 years, been retired for 20. So can't beat that. But we got in a neighborhood out there that, that uh, means an awful lot to me. Um, some of you people will know them. Um, we had people like Ernie and Sarah Cole. Uh, we had Lyle and Mildred Bonzo. We had Homer and, and Emma May Magney. We had Emmett and Granny Mache. Granny would literally come out to the road she saw you come and wave you down to come in and eat waffles with them. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty good neighbor to have. You know, we had Red and Ella Brown. You know, Red, they moved in uh, just about the time Dad died, and that was, that was a good time. Uh, we had uh, ran into people like Joe and Charlotte Brisker. <coughs> of course, Janet and Annie and Lily, J.D. Uh, the McLaughlins, Edgar, came on the scene there somewhere. Tom Brisker learned a lot there, learned new ways to ride a motorcycle, new tricks you can do with one, new ways you can go down to the hill on a, on a snow sled and... All those kind of funny things came up. Came up. Um, when we needed help, we had Montgomery's. Uh, we had Cordell's. We had Krell's. We had Smith's. We had, uh, it just goes right on, uh, Donahoe's. We had Jonas. Jonas always shows up if there's work to be done. Uh, I even got to see Jonas rake hay uh, for Derek to, uh, to pull the baler. Um, right close to that, well, we just, there's no no end of what the neighbors were. And that takes care of that page. Okay, at the church, I got to see the little building. It's right over there. Still sits over there. Um, 
Because see the chalkboard set up in the corner. If your name showed up on the chalkboard to serve, it got to be there for two weeks. So now we get people to ask, how's come my name doesn't get to show up more often? Well, then your name's there. You're up there for for a two-week period. Um, I got to see Lindsey Carell talk about the old man, the old message in an old building the last time we were over there for service and came into here. I got to see preachers like Bill Mead. Uh, Bill baptized me as a last Friday of October in 1967. Don't know what day it was, but that's when it was. Uh, down to Sotoville Church. I hope I didn't forget any of these. Uh, Bernie Balkum. Uh, got to see Pat Gibbons. Uh, Bill Bailey. Charlie Gorman. Wayne Toy. Uh, Wayne baptized Mark uh, when he was here. Bruce Mayo was here, got to see him, uh, David Lewis, uh, Steve Miller, and Jamie Riley. And obviously the eyes have done me good to see, to get to see those people. We got to see the, uh, the vision of God, the wisdom of God, uh, when he put people here to lead us, like Albert and, and uh, Alice Gant, um, Harry and Vivian Woodworth, Tom and Noah Kelly, uh, Keith and uh, Louise Wilson. And then later we added people like uh, Don and Pam Carell, uh, Wayne and Irma Lee Gamp, uh, John and Tammy Carell, and Rich and June Book. And uh, I got to see those people. <coughs> I know that uh, that we were going to have a strong congregation here. It was obvious to see when we had teachers to show up, like Estelle Carell and Alma Carell and Janet Reisner and Nola Kelly and Mary Lee Justice and others. But those people I just mentioned totaled over 200 years of teaching here at Sunshine. Not each now, don't, uh, you know, don't. You know, we're averaging over 50, 50 years a teacher on those people I just mentioned, and I got to see that. Um, of course, since then, we've had many, the lemons, and I can, there's no end to that. It's no surprise we have singing like we have. We had song leaders like Forrest Hayward and Wayne Gamp and Ralph Gamp. And I'm not going to tell you how long, but we've been in this building near 44 years, and they were singing in the old building, and... They just keep getting better. That's all I know I have to say. It. Um, if you look around at the building, you know, look at it, and it's no surprise when we had people like Homer Miller and Dick Havens and Willis Shumway, you know, working on this building. And I got to tell you about Willis. Uh, Willis is a hero of mine. He. Uh, I never did see him bend a nail. He drove a lot of nail, never did see him bend one. And we'd strike that hammer he got so his hand would shake. And that it's hard to tell what position that hammer would be when it's up in here, crossways or whatever. But when it came to the nail, it hit the nail. Never did see him bend a nail. So anyway, people like that I got to see. So maybe that's why, maybe that's why I, my eyes stayed on. I don't know. But, and that's the end of that page. Okay. Well, this next page. I'm going quickly. 
I got to see the Prince of Peace winner in 1956. I got to see the star of the little dog laughed. I got to see the class valedictorian and salutatorian. And I'll have to tell you about getting first, by the way. You know, first is usually good. The, the early bird gets the worm. But think about a mouse trap. The second mouse gets the cheese. So just keep, just, just keep that in mind. First is not always the winner. So the second mouse is getting the cheese. I got to see the first Soda County Fair Queen. Um, biggest crowd, I think, to this day. Um, Roy Rogers was there, even. He came to see the Fair Queen. I guess, or either they were there to see Roy Rogers. I don't know which it was. Got to see the first wedding in this building. There used to be a picture right over there. I think that door took the picture, by the way. Um, got to see my first airline flight when we had our reception over at the airport. And we rode out on from Menford International. And we rode down uh, south of here and got a car, and we were on our way. Got to see a sign that said, it's a boy. Steve uh, Gamp and George Lyke put it on the house. That's 41 years ago. Um, and I got to tell you this story. I hope we got plenty of time. <laughs> anyway. November 24th of 73, and so one Saturday morning, and Janet gets up, and she's not feeling well. And my back hurts, this hurts, that hurts. So and I said, Janet, just go look in the mirror and take a guess on what might be wrong. You know, just, just think about it a minute. So I said, it's my job to take you to the hospital, and I'm going to do that. Now, if you want to go with me, that's fine. I'm not going. It's not time for the baby to be born. I said, it may not be, but I'm going to do my job, and you can decide what you want to do. So she decided to go. <laughs> so we get down there. She's not going in. So I said, I'll go in, see if the doctor's here. The doctor's here. You know, if he examines you now, you won't have to, you won't have to come down to your next, I tricked her, won't have to come next week to your appointment. Okay, I'll go in. So we go in. Well, they decided they'd admit her. Okay. Of course, didn't have the insurance cards. They were in the car. So I go back out the car, get my insurance cards, go back in. And I said, here's the cards. Now, where's Janet? She said, she's in the delivery room. And I said, she's where? I said, in the delivery room. So I go upstairs and uh, set, go to the lounge, you know, the waiting area, and thinking how long this is going to be. I didn't get set down. And they came in and said, here's your little girl. So anyway... <laughs> That worked, that worked pretty smooth. I said, you guys didn't know she was that stubborn. I know that. <laughs> so we had those two kids, and we've, we've won. I've seen those kids win everything they can win. Uh, we've had uh, trophies, just college diplomas, name it, and it's there. And then their biggest catch in July of, 80, of 97, Autumn shows up and has a fine catch. And then in July of 2000, Michael shows up, and that's a fine catch. And then we got four little grandkids, Marissa, wherever she's sitting, and we've seen everything you could win with that, uh, baptized. Um, Matthew has won about everything. We're going up. Yeah. 
two weeks about to uh, watch him at the Bengals again. His picture will be on, on the end there, as big as a mountain. Um, Nicholas can catch fish bigger than he is, and if they're any bigger, he couldn't make. He couldn't show me how big they are because they are as big. <laughs> I don't know what he would do if he catch a bigger fish. And Maggie's our little uh, little house on the prairie girl. Um, she takes care of selling the eggs, and um, she could I could go on tour and make money with her singing about the little caterpillar and the butterfly song. So, you know, there's nothing there. I'm, I'm big on family, and it's cert- certainly a family that's easy to be big on, I can tell you that. I... Um, when I got started on this, I knew I was going to make some mistakes. But someone called me last night and said, you can't make a mistake because nobody back there knows what you're going to say anyway. So, you know, how could you, how could you not have it right? But I see I skipped something, but that's fine. Um, I got to see my hair turn gray. God saw to that, and I'm happy about that. Saw Janet's hair turn gray. Uh, saw the new knees. I've seen a lawnmower in every position that it could possibly be in and still be called a lawnmower. Um, and that's, uh, you don't, uh, that's good. So obviously you don't know where this story is going from there, but this little paper tells me right here. It says, you're reaching just about middle age. Your eyes are as good as they ever were. Um, you're starting your second 43rd year, 44th year of marriage. And in 43, 44 years, I'll catch you up on where we are. So that's where that story goes. Okay, but there's a few things that I cannot see anymore. I'll have to fess up to that. Um, I can't see spots on my clothes. I can't see mud on my shoes when I go in the house. I can't see tracks that I make in the house. But I'm sure if you ask Janet, there's nothing lost there. I never could see that anyway. So anyway, we're, we are okay on that. Um, I cannot see why Ohio State should have to win every ball game, but I can see well enough to know not to root against them. (laughs) I cannot see why everyone should drive a John Deere or a Chevrolet, but I can see good enough to not get on a case or get in a Dodge. I cannot see any validity to the excuses of not being baptized and being a Christian. But I can see that God can see every reason in the world to do so. I can see that I've made many, many mistakes along the way. But God's vision and grace says they're not there. Now, one last page. Um, I kind of see myself as a a country, county fair, feed store, redneck kind of guy. And I care a lot about people. People are big to me. You know, that's about it. A, A home is there. A house is not important. A church is there. A building is not important. And that's just the way I see it. Um... I've been in a lot of service organizations, uh, 4-H, whatever it is, never been in anything that pays any money, but anyway, that's, uh, that's okay too. But I can see that God placed me in a caring group of people right here at Sunshine. 
Um, last summer, one hot morning, when I was out here in the field and we on our new property gathering up an old fence line that was buried in the grass and all that. And it was early. Oh, I don't know. Real early. And the phone rings. And it says, Shane Maget. I thought, what in the world? And he said, what are you doing out there working now? And I said, well, I'm trying to get this done. And he said, do you know it's hot? Yeah, I know it's hot. He said, there's a heat advisory out. And I said, well, not that I know of. And I said, oh, I do think I remember hearing there's a heat advisory out for the elderly. <laughs> he says, maybe so. And I said, if I see elderly out here, I'll send them out of the field. <clears throat> and he says, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going and how long I'm going to be back, but when I come back, if I see any elderly out in that field, they're coming out of the field. <laughs> So it was hot that day. And when I had my ultrasounds, we did tests galore from, from here up. And, you know, everything seemed fine. In fact, the doctor said, for an old man, you're pretty clean. So uh, anyway, everything was fine. But today I did this ultrasound and the brain scan and all whatever they do. And so Jason calls. And I thought, well, he calls. You know, we talk a lot about church stuff. And um, usually my words of wisdom from Jason is don't, uh, uh, you know, don't, don't waste your breath or don't or do you save your breath to cool your soup or something like that or, or don't, out, don't try to out-puke a buzzard. That's one I get once in a while. So anyway, he said, today did you have your, your brain search? And I said, yeah. He said, did they find anything? <laughs> I thought... The Sadducees and Pharisees don't have a thing on Jason. They, <laughs> they came right to it. Uh, we have raised money every time that I've been on uh, the list here, and we've asked for money even years before that. And every time that we've asked for money for anything, you know, you people have come through. We have come through by buckets of it. And I got to thinking that, you know, we have, uh, we, we do better than that. Um, you can collect money from now on, and you can put $100 bills in a basket from now on, and if a person's roof leaks, it still leaks. And you can put more money in the basket, and it still leaks. But we got people here that goes to fix that roof, and that's good. And I, uh, you know, I'm proud to be of a congregation and, and get to see that. <laughs> I'm on the fair board. About a half dozen of us in here are. Um, we had a happening last summer. The uh, automobile wreck, and there were three people in the wreck, and one of the boys was killed, and uh, happened over around uh, around Dale's parents' house over in there somewhere, uh, Cunningham Insurance. But anyway, they were on the way from feeding their 4-H pigs. Each had a 4-H pig. So um, they obviously are the shape that you would expect. And so we have one boy that's in... Uh, Huntington Hospital in critical condition. We have another boy in Cincinnati Hospital in critical condition, and the third one's dead. Okay, so they are taking care of their pigs to go to the fair. So if you can imagine getting your schedule in line, think of what those parents had. Cincinnati, 
Columbus or uh, Huntington and a funeral. So anyway, in the midst of all this, there's three pigs, you know, three 4-H pigs. And somewhere through all of that, those pigs were cared for. And we arranged it that they could use it for collecting money at the fair because all they've been to, and we saw $38,000 come into that family. It's 38000 That's a bunch. Kids came in with base, baseball hats full, and it was kind of interesting. Now, whether you agree with what we did or not, that's beside the point. But here's what I do want you to see. When they were doing that and all that ordeal going on, there was somebody that said, I will feed the pig because that pig's owner is not there. And how little that may seem to be that I'll take care of the pig, that's what the result of it was. So that is where I want to be. I want to be the little guy doing the little thing, and hopefully big things will happen from it. Um, checking my notes here. But then there's some things that, you know, you just can't, help the other people do, you know, life comes down, and, and you just have to deal with stuff. Um, my little grandson told me, um, I forgot just how it was, but he, say, he says, I got a problem. He said, I've done what I know to do, and I can't, we're talking about a first grader here, and he said, I guess I'll just have to deal with it. And I said, well, tell me what the problem is, but if you've done everything you know to do, and doesn't correct it, you're right. you got to deal with it. That's, that's life. I said, what is the problem? He said, these girls, they chased me all last year, and they're chasing me again this year. <laughs> and I said, well, my advice is don't let them catch you. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you can deal with it. And then I thought, you know, when life comes down, why, you know, you got your own little problem to deal with, and, and God... Uh, promises a lot of things, but he didn't promise an easy way out. So then I got to uh, thinking about a, uh, a camp outing, and uh, Jason and Dewey were there. You guys, you might want to listen, because I don't think you know this story, by the way. But anyway, they're at this outing. It must have been over around Zanesville, and here this monstrous big black bear shows up. And uh, this... Um, um, Dewey and, and Jason are talking about what they could do, and I'm not going to tell you who did what, but one of them goes over to the bear and starts talking to him about Alexander Campbell. He thought maybe uh, that that would be the, the way to go. And the other one goes back to the pile of shoes and starts picking out his fastest shoes. And so he digs through, and he gets these track shoes, and he puts them on, and one says to the other one, says, you know, said, we cannot outrun this bear no matter what we do. We can't outrun this bear. And he says back, said, well, think about it. I don't have to outrun the bear. All I have to do is outrun you. <laughs> so anyway, that's the way life is. We got to run our own race. Thank you much. Christy asked me this morning if I'd wrote anything down. I said no, so I figured I better write something down if she kind of directed me in the right direction anyway. Uh, first things first, I'd like to thank God for uh, giving us all the opportunity to be here. It's uh, good to see everyone. 
Uh, I'd like to, uh, I'm thankful for the uh, life that I have, uh, the laughter that we have in our house, uh, living with me, you can imagine, everyone's always laughing at me. Uh, uh, my career, um, the ability that I have with the career I have to do the fun things that I enjoy, which is usually dragging some piece of junk home to the house uh, <laughs> so that we can mess around with anyway, me and the kids. Uh, I'm thankful for my wife. Um, she went off to uh, school for four years, and uh, then when she went to Ohio State for four years and Louisville three years, and I didn't think she'd ever come back, but she did, and then she uh, started dating me. So thank you. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> uh, uh, thankful for my kids, uh, Deegan and Ava. I love them to death. Uh, they're the reason I get up in the morning. Uh, my life revolves around them. If you've seen my yard, you can uh, take uh, – a view of that. There's always something going on there. Uh, my mother. Uh, thanks, Mom, for uh, taking on the responsibility of two teenage boys that are uh, kind of heathens. Uh, you had it rough, and thank you. We've turned out pretty good. Uh, I'd like to thank my uh, dad. My dad taught me a lot. Uh, we grew up uh, racing, go-karts, drag racing, working on cars. A lot of the stuff I know how to do today is because of him. I uh, I lost him about uh, 12 years ago, so I've kind of been searching for a long time. Uh, you know, you really don't realize how important your father is until he's gone. Uh, but now I have uh, I uh, I have a good father-in-law and a good mother-in-law, uh, Harold and Peg. Harold, you've kind of you've helped me more than you know. Uh, you've kind of taken that responsibility without even knowing it. Uh, I love you guys to death. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, I'd like to, uh, my nieces, Hannah, uh, Micah, and Kathleen, uh, I didn't realize how important life was. You guys came first before my children, so whenever I uh, got around y'all, it kind of made things important to me, made me grow up. Uh, I have a nephew, Cameron. Uh, my brother Colin, uh, he's not here. They're actually in uh, Disney World right now with his wife Heather. He uh, he kind of led me around a lot. I mean, you don't. After my dad passed away, I realized how important my brother was. Uh, I didn't thought we had a worse relationship than what we did, but evidently I kept following him around to the same job after job. So evidently, I thought a lot more of him than I thought. But uh, I want to thank him for teaching me a lot. Uh, I want to thank some of the rest of the family, uh, Regina Dale, uh, Jason and Beth. These are, uh, Christy's brother and sister. Uh, they've been more of a family to me than I ever thought I deserved. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, I just want to thank everyone here. Uh, a lot of you the friends and family that I have, I didn't think I deserved for a long time, but I, I'm now starting to realize I do. But, uh, thanks everyone here. Uh, and thank God.